just reconnect people to the God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, to fix issues maybe. Sometimes we react certain ways. I think Jonathan had a really good example. We were talking before service about it. Is a little girl may have been sexually abused when she was little. And now anytime an adult or a man or, or someone touches her, she reacts and doesn't really even understand why she reacts that way to him. Or maybe she's even married and her husband can't even put his arm around her because of the fear and she feels trapped and suffocated. This ministry is to go in and fix that stuff and to heal people and, and, and bind up the bruises and the, and the broken places in our hearts. And so I'm excited to tell you, um, Tuesday night I got sozoed, and then uh, Michelle and Vanessa, we had sozo ministry. And um, I feel lighter. I don't know how to explain it. I know it's kind of, you know, maybe cheesy or whatever. But I, want, I really want you to know that, that the team we put together, which is Vanessa, Michelle, myself, and my wife, we're, this is something I think we're called to do, and we want to add to this team as we grow, um, but man, I feel better, Michelle feels better, Vanessa feels better, Mandy, we got Mandy coming up this week, she's going to feel a whole lot better, because we got all the attention on her, we don't have to split time up, but um, I, I just want to say, do you want to tell? Yes. Wow, can you say that? Wow, say it with me, Wow. Okay, it's really cool because you do get a little bit of attention all to yourself, which I love, okay? <laughs> but every, but it's really neat because you go in, um, it was exciting. I've been leading up to this all this time. I kept thinking, you know, I love the Lord. Most people know I love the Lord. I hope they do. But I'm stuck. I'm just, it's like I try to get closer. I try to reach out. I read the Bible more, pray more, worship more. But I'm just there. I'm not going above there. And Pastor had mentioned Sozo, and I went, Hey, what is that? Well, saved, healed, and delivered, okay? Basically, whatever it is that you've come up against a wall, it's, um, it's not an interrogation. You don't have to be afraid. The things that we pray about and talk about in there, it's kept to just us, okay? It's, we don't even remember it, really. I mean, like, you know, it's basically what we do is we come in there prepared because we've met with the Lord beforehand. We prayed over you specifically, and we ask, you know, God to to help us minister what it is that you need. You didn't even know you needed it, but I'm telling you, I was sitting there, and they were asking me questions, and I was like, I never knew I thought that way. What? And um, I feel like I know God the Father like I've never known him before. I didn't realize that I didn't know him <laughs> like I thought I did. You know, I was, anyway, it was just opened up to me. I just want you to know that, um, it's not like you have a problem when you have a sozo. It's not like I'm not messed up. I don't need to go or I've never been molested. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's that you just want to get deeper, closer, richer, fuller to God. You just you want more. That's what it is. And um, it just opened my eyes to some of the ways maybe I've been reacting. Um, and some of you may say, well, you need to go back because there's a lot of stuff about you we don't like. <laughs> but really, it's really cool because um, – Whatever your heart is open to, and it's not an embarrassing thing, you know. You always think if you're going to be there, oh, they're going to know things about me. They're going to they're gonna embarrass me. They're going to make me cry. Well, I'm telling you, it is so cool. It's an atmosphere of love and trust, and God is there. So I just want you to know. I think the, the, the thing that gets me most about it is a lot of us maybe don't even realize that things are there until you start answering questions. And when you start answering questions about yourself and how you feel or whatever, especially guys, guys, don't be afraid of this ministry. It's good for us. We, all, we need to be healthy men, healthy husbands, healthy fathers. 
in every way emotionally, and it's okay to be to be uh, sozoed men. Um, all right, it's okay if, even if you cry in there. We won't tell anybody about you crying or your tears. We won't like keep a tally of who cries the most or anything like that. Like have bets on the side, you know. I think that guy's really gonna ball, you know. So have a betting window open up the Sunday before the sozos, little fundraiser for the church. Anyway. But it's really not like that, and, and it's a safe place. We want you to know it's a safe place. Anything you say is in confidentiality. We're not going to go out and share it or talk, to talk about it. The only, the only thing that we will take from the Sozo thing is in, in the development of our discipleship program, it will assist us in knowing where to place you in the discipleship program and what tools you need to help strengthen up maybe places that are weak. And that's all it is, all right? So enough of the commercial for it. Um, I just, I, I'm just excited about it, and I feel better, and I know that you'll feel better. Amen? I'm going to talk just for a minute. Uh, it's almost 10, it's 10 till noon, and um, I don't have a whole sermon. I don't want to take a long time, but two weeks ago, the Lord told me this. He said, you don't celebrate victories enough. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, the little things about you that have changed through the years that you used to hate about yourself that are different now? You don't even celebrate that they're different. You just take it like, oh, finally, it's over. It's more of a relief than a victory. And I feel that a lot of people are in this place right now. There are things about you that are changing fast, quickly changing. Things about your personality, things about the way you view God. And when that stuff happens so fast, there's two things that can happen. We can take it for granted or we can just be relieved, <laughs> right? But the Lord wants us to do the third thing, and he wants us to celebrate victories. He wants us to look at every little thing, every mile marker that we've passed, we need to have a celebration for it. Every victory that you've won, everything that you've overcome, every weakness that's now a strength, every place that was a, a, a wound for you that's now been healed, you need to go back and revisit those places and have a party and celebrate over it. In Zechariah chapter 4, it's retelling about uh, Zerubbabel. He's going to rebuild the temple because it was in ruins. The raiders had come in and destroyed it and killed it. And he's rebuilding the temple. And in Zechariah chapter 4, it says, um, Zerubbabel, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And he says, who are you, O mountain? Before me, you will become a plain. Right? Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 through 10. It says, before, before me, you will become a level ground. And we will bring out the capstone and sing, God bless it, God bless it. And in the verse 10, it skips down, and he says, who despises the day of small things? Or in other translations, it says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. But when you see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand, rejoice. Now, what that all really means is when you see him taking out his measuring tools and setting up where the stones are going to go, even though there's not a stone there yet, you need to rejoice. Listen to me, okay? I believe this is so key to where we're at as a church right now. There are little things that are being done inside of you that seem insignificant and seem unimportant or don't seem like big, giant victories, like there's a big mountain build in, built in your life for God. But he's, out, he's taking out the measuring stick, and he's marking places where the stones are going to go. He's marking where this thing's going to go. He's marking your growth process so that he can set a stone and a foundation there. And, and I want you to know that when you see God doing little things in your life, you need to rejoice and be happy for it. Don't despise little victories. 
Don't be frustrated like, man, dude, I should be a lot further along than I am right now. I should know a lot more. Don't be frustrated and talk like that and be, be like that. The way we get more is we steward what we have. If you'll study all through Scripture, this is a godly kingdom principle. The way you get more or the way you're entrusted with more is you steward the little bit that you have. The story of the talents, the one who was faithful, the two that were faithful and doubled what they were given or invested what they were given. They were given what the one didn't do anything with. It was given to the one with the most. Because they stewarded it. It says to whom much is given, much is required, right? And so there's this steward thing that has to come into our life. And what what I've known about myself personally, this may be true of many in this room is I would rather have a redo than to have to maintain and fix. I would rather start over. And, and this is true about a lot of things in my life. I, I would rather just burn the house down and have a whole new house built than have to maintain and fix the little things that are wrong in the house. <laughs> oh, let's just have a do-over. Let's just fix it. Like when you're a kid and you were losing and your big brother was just pounding you, like, hey, let's have a redo. That wasn't fair. I wasn't ready. My shoe was untied. Let's just start over, right? And some of us in our life, we're going through this, the maintaining process of being a Christian is not the fun part. <laughs> the maintenance, the making sure the oil is changed and making sure the air is in your tires and making sure that all the fan belts and all the, all the things on your car need to be checked up. That's not the fun part. The fun part is when you get a brand new car and everything's perfect. And it smells good and it doesn't smell like kids uh, throw up and everything else in your car. That's the fun time, Right. So what happens is as we're going through the grind of being a Christian, and it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. We go through the grind, and it's not pretty, it's not beautiful, and sometimes we don't celebrate the mile markers that we've passed along the way. And I want to tell you today to celebrate. So I want you to, to, to sometime today to set aside time and to look back through your life and see the growth marks that God's been putting down. Amen? In 1 Peter chapter 2, I want to read a couple more scriptures and then we'll close it out. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. First Peter 2, verse 4. It says, as you come to him, he's the living stone. He was rejected by men, but chosen by God and was precious to him. And he says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Amen. To be a holy priesthood, offering sacrifices that are acceptable to God. And then if you skip down, it says you are a chosen people in verse 9. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a strange people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his life. Once you were not people, but now you're his people. What am I saying today? There are little things, that, there's little steps of progress if you sit and look at the clock all day at the little second hand, the day will seem like forever. If you literally watch the second hand all day long, it seems like forever, right? But if you go through life and you go do your stuff and you come back, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it's already, you know, whatever time it is, right? We, we are like that in our life sometimes. There's a lot of growth and a lot of things taking place that we don't recognize. And the Lord wants you to begin to, to zoom in and focus on those things that he's done for you. It's the little things. In the Old Testament, it says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small things that corrupt. But I want to reverse that and flip it. I want to say it's the small things that makes you mighty. 
It's those little things that develop character in you. It's those little mile markers. It's those little etches of stones and measurements that are preparing you to hold what he's bringing to you in the future. Those things are what are going to make you mighty. Amen? So you don't, you're not happy enough about what God's done for you. I'm not happy enough. And today he wants you to celebrate. He wants you to remember, look at the things he's done. Reflection is a really good thing in the kingdom to look back. Oh, Lord, look where you brought me from. Look who I used to be. Look who I used to ha- act when I hung out with this person or that person. And now, you know, look how I'm doing here. Look what I'm doing there. Look at this. Look at that. Look how things are changing. And it doesn't just make us like proud and arrogant, but it's to encourage you to know that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. Why don't you say that? He who began a good work in me will complete it. Man. It's the grind. It's the grind that's the key. It's the struggle. It's the pressing against. It's the ugly places that makes you beautiful. (laughs) It's the pressure moments, the parts that hurt, that, that seem insignificant. Those things are where people are made. It's where men and women are made. In those little small things, those little insignificant things. And God wants you to remember those things and say, oh, God, I'm so thankful for this, this seemingly insignificant thing that I'm going through. But thank you so much because it's progress. Amen? That's like if there's a huge boulder in front of you, getting that thing to start moving is the hardest thing, right? Once you get it going, it's a little bit easier. Momentum in your life is the same way. There's momentum going right now for everyone in this room. You may feel like you're at a standstill spiritually, but there is momentum. You just need to recognize it and just jump on board with the progress. (laughs) If you don't recognize the little bits of momentum that are in your life, you'll feel like you have to restart and push this heavy thing just to get it going again. When all along you're moving and you don't even notice it. Amen? Short, sweet, look at that. That's the fastest I think I've ever spoken. Except for when I was like 10 years old and preached my first sermon. And I said a whole lot of words, but it just, I talked so fast. I was the micro machine guy. If it doesn't say micro machine, it's not the real thing. You know, I was done. But I, I think this is so key, and I want, it, I want to put it in our tool belt, and I want it to be something we equip ourselves with to remember the things God has done. I remind myself of all that you've done. Remember that song we sing that I remind myself of all that you've done. Do not forget all of his benefits. Amen. If anything is excellent, if anything is praiseworthy, anything is good, think on these things. You can go ahead and stand. You're like, I didn't believe him. Here's Mariano, Mariano Rivera, the closer. <laughs> uh, we want <clears throat> to, it's funny because me and Jared always kick ourselves because always at the end of service we, we forget to just ask, does anybody here not know the Lord, that you want to you wanna start a new life with Jesus? And uh, a lot of times we forget to do that, and I just want to ask you guys to forgive us, and we're going to try to do better about that. <laughs> it's important. It's important. Even if we're already believers, <clears throat> it's nice to renew that commitment every week. So let's just do this. If you if you are new to Christ and and, and you've never really given your life to Him, um, and you want to, 
just, just raise your hand. It's an amazing step that we all need to take. So, all right. Is there hands back there? All right, let's pray all together. Just repeat after me. Lord, I'm not a perfect person. I know you're a perfect God. And I know you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to clear out my imperfections. Jesus, I thank you for the sacrifice you made, for the pain you went through, so that I can be called sin-free and enter into the presence of God. Lord, I cling to you, for you are my only hope. And I pray in your name. Amen. Okay. Um, that's it. We're done. Done. Bless you guys. Have a good week. We love you. Uh, I can't wait to see you next week, all of you. I'm serious. I love seeing your faces. I love, uh, I love to see what other, everybody's wearing. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> what kind of cool shirt would that person have on this week? I can't wait to see you next week. Uh, if you don't come on Wednesdays, please come on Wednesday. And uh, that's it. Have a good week.